Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, we're going to be talking about protecting our children from the transgender ideology and the surgeries that way too many people are trying to offer and impose on our children who may struggle with our identity early in life. It's, it's amazing. I would have never thought we'd have this topic, but there are actually nine states that are currently working to protect children. And those states are Colorado, West Virginia, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Missouri, Florida, Illinois, South Dakota, and Kentucky. And they're trying to pass legislation that protect our kids, healthy, normal kids who may be, you know, a little bit confused as we all were when we were younger, from things such as castration, vasectomy, hysterectomy, mastectomy. And among others, and that I can't even pronounce, so I'm not even going to bother to try, also trying to protect them from the use of puberty-blocking drugs and cross-sex hormones. Now, we actually now have to come up with laws to protect our children from adults. Adults who, for some reason, have bought into this transgender ideology. Now, I I just read you a list of states that are uh, you know, trying to pass these things. For those of you who live in Colorado and you know the makeup of our legislature, uh, that was never going to happen. And that got killed in committee very early on. For some reason, we're afraid of protecting our children because we all know what's going to happen. These surgeries are going to take place all over the country, actually all over the world. And they're going to realize that this was a mistake as they grow older. And can you imagine the lawsuits that are going to come up because the when they were children, they were not protected? This is going to happen. I guarantee it. It's just a matter of time before we start seeing these not only happen, but they will explode. I mean, to think that we have to protect children from cutting off perfectly healthy organs to take drugs to stop the maturation process, which is normal in each and every one of us. So I read you the list of states that that are doing this. And not only that, we have to protect our children from our judiciary system. Now, not all, obviously, but here's an example. The Ninth Circuit out on the West Coast This is part of their ruling. Tell me what part of this you think might be a problem. The panel held that there is no 14th Amendment fundamental privacy right to avoid all risk of intimate exposure to or or by a transgender person. All right, here's the part you need to listen to. Who was assigned the opposite biological sex at birth? Let me read that one more time. Who was assigned the opposite biological sex at birth? So here we have a court. These are judges who, you know, we believe are highly educated, who somehow think that you get in line before you're created, and 
if you got in the wrong line, they may assign you the wrong sex. So now we have judges who are agreeing with people against biology that somehow they're a victim of circumstance and they were assigned the wrong sex at birth. This is going on throughout the country. The other issue we have to deal with is that we have states, Colorado being one of them, that have outlawed therapy to help these children, 18 years and younger, to help them work out their confusion. So look, conversion therapy, we don't support or encourage any therapy that that forces somebody or puts them in a, in a situation where they don't have a choice on you know what they think or what they do. But they've lumped all therapy under the term conversion therapy. And so when a young person comes to a doctor, they can't offer them an opportunity to get counseling that will help them realize their thinking isn't right. You have to agree with them. So we outlaw the common sense of working with somebody to help work out their problems. Then we make sure that it's the easiest path possible to mutilate their body. Look, this is child abuse. There is no if, ands, or buts. So we need to pay attention to what's going on out there. The surgeries that are being imposed on our young people who are confused with adults supporting this, outlawing any kind of therapy, any kind of counseling that would help an individual realize their thinking is a little off center to be kind. And this is going on throughout our country. It's going on throughout the world. We need to make sure that we defend that we are created male and female. God does not make mistakes. Humans do. And after listening to all these examples, whether it's courts or different legislative bodies throughout the United States, they're the ones making mistakes. And it's a big mistake. And it's mistakes they'll never recover from. When you perform surgery and start feeding our kids drugs, their life will be permanently altered. So when their mind comes back to understanding who they really are, their bodies are going to be too far gone. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So today we want to welcome our special guest, Nicole Russell. She is an author. And let me read from her uh, Twitter account because I always enjoy these better. She's a mother of four, lover of liberty, journalist covering law, politics, culture, senior contributor at The Federalist, Washington Examiner, and The Daily Signal. Nicole, thanks again for uh, joining us. And uh, why is your passion behind this? Good question. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I've just noticed um, over the years, especially as a mother, and I was originally a homeschooler for many years, uh, that as I looked at uh, curriculum and education, I saw that there was this movement within um, you know, di different aspects of society, education, pop culture, um, you know, music, movies, television, and you kind of see what I like to just refer to as the LGBTQ lobby kind of make their presence known. And as the transgender movement has really increased, what you're seeing is a lot of lawsuits, 
percolating through the lower courts, and it's kind of spreading throughout a lot of places that matter to us, the workplace, our houses of worship, our schools. It's gotten to where no no place is untouched by the agenda to make the concept of of transgenderism, which isn't totally a word, but kind of what we're starting to call it, and that's allowing children, um, minors to transition either socially or medically to, to from one gender to another, and, and they're kind of normalizing this and trying to make it legal, and you've got this kind of happening, you know, across the country in different ways, in different states, and so we just started to try to do as much reporting as possible on it to to make people aware of what's happening in their own states and so that they can make decisions for their kids and their families, you know, as they see fit. Well, I mean, you're right. Uh, it's it's epidemic and it's it's changing lives. I mean, parents feel like they have no say in it, the way the courts are going, the way things are going. So it makes sense that there are some states that actually say, hey, we need to protect children. I actually interviewed uh, Kathy Roos several months ago, and she said basically they're treating our children like lab rats. Yes, it's become a very dangerous phenomenon. You know, I, I have we have started to separate children and adults. So obviously in an ideal free market, adults can do – uh, you know what they want within limits, and we don't we don't like everything. But there are laws, and there's a law of natural consequences. And so, um, so right now we're just going to focus on the children because that is something I think that people, even across political parties, you know, can kind of get behind the fact that, like you said in your opening. Children would shoot my children are now in school and they'd probably choose to skip school and eat ice cream all day if I left it up to them. And so what we are seeing now is this agenda to allow kids to choose a gender and um, and even go through with a transition. And so um, we like there was a case. I live in Texas, um, God's country. <laughs> I, li- I lived in Houston and, for 18 uh, years, so I'm familiar with God's country. <laughs> so you're behind it. Um, took me a while to actually come around to that idea, but I see why people like it now. Uh, I just <laughs> moved here a couple of years ago. And just this last year, in fact, a few months ago, there was a really big case out of Dallas where a family had actually gone to court over their child who the mother claimed wanted to live as a girl with a little boy under the age of eight, I think. And the father claimed that that just simply wasn't true. And so they were having a custody battle over it. And it's from that case that several states um, decided to kind of create these bills to try to get passed to make protections for the children um, and I guess you could say for traditional parents who don't think that it's healthy or wise to let children make a choice, they could come to regret later on. Well, I think they're more than traditional parents. They're parents with common sense. And uh, I, I, you know, I, it's amazing that you, yeah, that you even have to say that because there's so many things that we would never let our children do because it's, it's just 
stupid or it's not tested or you don't even let your kid walk across the street without without your hand and yet everyone's like oh yeah let's let's allow a child to 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 transition you know from in this the case of this texas family the mother was kind of going back and forth between whether the boy should he was already kind of what she called socially transitioned you know wearing wearing female clothing but she was hinting that she wanted to begin hormone replacements and other things that would begin a medical transition, which is far more dangerous. We don't have much data on what that does to children. We don't know that it's the healthiest way to combat gender dysphoria, which is a very real mental illness and does need to be treated. But there is a real mix of reviews on how do we treat that? Do we treat that by allowing children to just sort of give in and do it? Do we treat that through therapy? And so rather than hold off and go, okay, let's spend more time researching this, you know, let's gather a consensus, um, all kinds of groups, including, you know, even like the American Psychological Association are giving a thumbs up to transitioning. And I just think it's so unwise on the part of all parents and even just kind of the the LGBTQ lobby at large to have decided to kind of pick kids, you know, and, and push this through them because it's, it's I think, going to end up being really harmful the more that it goes on. And that's why I'm glad to see some of these states. Um, they're kind of more red states, as it were, you know, push back and go, okay, wait a minute. We're going to have a law about this. We're not going to let kids you know, transition, um, especially a medical, I'm talking about a medical transition, which be which would be surgery or hormone replacement therapy before they turn 18. Um, and then after that, you know, I, I guess I, we'll kind of all cross that bridge when we get there. But I think in the meantime, there does need to be some provisions uh, to protect minors. Well, and I couldn't agree with you more. And in your article... You mentioned, you know, Colorado, West Virginia, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Missouri, Florida, Illinois, Kentucky, and South Dakota. Uh, I can mm-hmm. I can say that unfortunately, Colorado is not a red state, and that died in committee. Uh, so mm-hmm. common sense uh, here in Colorado is not so common. But I think so. I pulled up the House bill in South Dakota, and just mm-hmm. so people get aware of what they're trying to keep. So what surgeries they're trying to protect children from. And a lot of these words I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to embarrass myself, but the ones I can, I will talk <laughs> about. So castration, vasectomy, hysterectomy, right? Uh, they're talking about, and there's about five other ones that I've never even heard of before, so I'm not even yeah, going to go like there. Yeah, like a vaginoplasty. These yeah. are radical surgeries that essentially remove your your biological private parts and replace them with the, you know, opposite sex. And it it takes several surgeries often to do. In fact, there's a child star who I believe she's, ah, she might be 16. Uh, yeah, um, Jazz Jennings. Got, yeah, she's now yep. 19. Or he's yeah. now 19. Excuse me. I don't want to fall into the, the yeah, and Yeah, and, <laughs> right. And um, I think... Three surgeries is what it's taken to do the medical transition. It has not gone well, and it looks 
It looks scary. It looks unnecessary. Every time I see an update, I ask myself, where are this child's parents? And the the common sense point of view to say, you know, maybe we need a few years of therapy under our belt. One of the things that um, several of us that kind of do the reporting on this, Ryan Anderson is a really great resource at the Heritage Foundation. Yep. yep. When Harry and became Sally, things, you got to read that book if you want to understand yes, this. Yes, yeah. it's excellent. Um, one of the things we often point to just to help people understand is that we use something like, say, anorexia, which would be categorized um, as a mental illness on the DSM-5 scale. And it, but it's, it's, it's manifest physically, right? Someone is choosing not to eat because they feel they, they look fat. And so it's, it's in their brain, but it manifests physically through starvation. So we don't look at the anorexic child and say, you know, that's totally fine. If you feel like you're fat, you can absolutely starve yourself. That's, we support that. We don't, we, we put that person in therapy and we, we love them and we, we tell them, how to work through this concept of, 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 of control and food and all of those things. And I feel like we're doing the same, the opposite thing in this situation. We're just going like, oh, you feel like a girl, even though you were born a boy. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just do that, even though it's an illness in, in their mind. And the best thing that they need is therapy and love, not to be allowed to be given over to this concept of transitioning via surgery uh, those surgeries you listed are are radical and they can be undone but it takes significant work and costs and it's multiple surgeries i believe you've interviewed at least one person who's detransitioned yeah, and Wal- walter higher and you and you actually quote uh talk about him in your yeah. article it's, you know, it's an extreme process, and, and many, many people who have detransitioned, they're getting, they're gaining their voice as they're watching this and going, you know, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It did not resolve my mental um, issues and my feelings. And so, you know, they're trying to kind of raise their voice to help parents become aware of what their children could face. I hate to see I tend to be sort of a small C conservative. I hate, you know, I'd like government to remain small. I believe in states' rights. I tend to believe that, you know, fewer bills, fewer laws are better. But in this case, we're not really winning the culture war. And so I think it's appropriate that the state legislatures kind of step in yeah it's unfortunately you have to regulate common sense yeah i I can't agree with you more yeah i mean sometimes you have to and like you know you said colorado failed i I know south dakota's um representative who spearheaded the bill i had been in touch with maybe nine months ago and said i love what you're doing let's write about it and he he was very strategic. He said, "I the more attention this gets, the, the less likelihood it has to pass. So we are going to remain quiet. And when it's time, then you guys can report about it and we'll let everyone know. But he had to be extremely strategic and quiet about how he authored the bill and how they were kind of, you know, kind of quietly pushing it through. 
And, um, you know, that just might be what some states, I'm not saying lie or be sneaky, but, um, you know, William Wilberforce abolished slavery through a bill that was not an anti-slave bill. It was an anti-trade bill. So sometimes you got to be strategic. And um, the South Dakota representative, Fred Deutsch, whose name I'm probably butchering, uh, did do that here. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the other states do and how that how that pans out. Well, I mean, you know, it's just it's ridiculous that we're cutting off perfectly healthy organs on a child who and studies show if you give them if you just raise them normally 80 to 90 plus percent I've seen depending on who you talk to will grow mm-hmm. up realizing they really are either male or female as they were born. I think yeah. one of the scariest things I read and out of your two articles and the second article was court ruling protects a transgender child more than other kids again that's with the daily signal but the court Mm -hmm. actually said this and i i I have started and i read it like three times because they talk about the person who is assigned the opposite biological sex at birth so the courts is that are actually saying Uh that you get to decide who you are that they're denying science. They're denying male and female. uh, And they're saying, uh, you know, it was a mistake. God made a mistake. Yeah, that whole, this is something that the Daily Signal has been excellent about that the editor's there. And I've worked with Ryan a little bit, like when we really want to push something, he will give his excellent feedback. And we've really tried to capture this concept of that's really under the radar of manipulating language so i noticed in that ruling that the judge you know used that phrase um you know assigned you know as if as if you could unassign it right an assignment kind of gives that note well you know it's this today and tomorrow your tour will be that well it's (laughs) almost like like, you got in the wrong line when they were handing it out you were like oh i'm sorry and (laughs) right and so he in and and i i think you know the point that I really wanted to make with that piece that I had not seen made yet um, was that I've noticed several judges now, not this, not just this court, although this court is quite liberal, and so we kind of expected this ruling. And this was a three-panel, this was the Ninth Circuit, uh, which is basically right. three judges, just so people know what we're talking about, yeah. Yes, the Ninth Circuit is notoriously liberal. Um, I, think, I think one judge wrote the opinion but but yes it is a panel and i think i think what we've seen with several courts now is instead of someone um saying okay hold up explain what transgender even means what is transgender it is a made-up word to describe a fabricated phenomenon it is not a real thing that is that you're capable of doing i tweeted the other day that that it's almost as if um, we had started putting, you know, a little party hat on a horse and then PETA said, and we could start calling them unicorns and PETA passed a law that said we can't, um, you know, hurt unicorns. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of goes, well, I mean, <laughs> that was just for play. Well, there is no such thing as a unicorn. And Peter says, no, we, we believe that's a unicorn. I feel like that's what we're doing here with these, with these, um, with these rulings is the judge is just, ex- this panel, they accepted the entire premise, 
which in and of itself seems false to me. Even the concept that a boy could change into a girl or vice versa, and then completely said that the child who wanted to use the bathroom of the opposite sex um, had absolutely every first, 14th, and Title IX right to do so, uh, first and 14th Amendment, and that the children requesting privacy seem to have no rights to privacy. So I don't know how legally they came to that conclusion either, because I really don't see either one of those things in, in any of those provisions. Um, if you're going to say that a, the, a child does not have a right to privacy and that's not guaranteed by the 14th Amendment, then I'm not really sure how the 14th Amendment guarantees a transgender child the right to a bathroom. It seems like it should be neither or it should be both. Um, so I was just really disappointed mostly to see the manipulation of language, the successful manipulation of language here and accepting the term transgender and accepting that it's, um, you know, some like a, as, a, as if it were a scientific fact that we've all known for centuries. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is bizarre. I always liken it to the emperor's new clothes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just amazing that people can believe what they can believe. You know, you mentioned earlier, you know, therapy. Well, a lot of states, and Colorado's one of them, has outlawed therapy, right? They outlaw conversion therapy, which, right, we don't want to coerce anybody, but they've lumped all, times of, all kinds of therapy under the term uh, conversion therapy. And so mm-hmm. you can't counsel them. They want you to operate on them. So these states are kind of kind of jump ahead of the game and say, look, let's just protect them since you've created all these other phony laws. And I can't believe we're mm-hmm. almost out of time. How can people follow what you're doing and your articles and really get a flavor for what's going on nationally? Sure. I write for The Daily Signal, The Federalist, the Epic Times and the Washington Examiner pretty much weekly. I'm on Twitter at Russell underscore NN. I would recommend recommend following all of those sites. The Federalist uh, particularly has really paved the way in discussing, um, you know, transgender issues. We were kind of talking about it, you know, before anyone else. And um, I would recommend following all those sites. And you could follow me on Twitter. And, um, you know, we just need to keep on using our common sense and just encouraging, um, you know, parents and lawmakers to do what's best for children in the long haul. Well, Nicole, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And thank you for keeping people aware of all that's going on nationally with this uh, really attack on children. So thanks for your time and appreciate all you're doing.